What is going on, everybody? Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the third episode of the Ultra Running News Network. Um, kind of got a jam-packed uh, episode. We're going to go over some of the results from this last weekend of, of racing. Uh, racing is has started up already. I mean, you know, we think Not of this uh, as the off-season, right? But <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm stunned. Like when, uh, when you and I started talking about it, I was floored how many there were to go over. I'm like, dang. So, uh. yeah, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not April, May when stuff starts up anymore. It's, uh, it's going all year round. So, but that's good. You know, gives, yeah. gives people, people something to do over the holidays and, and uh, in the winter. So uh, how you doing, Johnny? Doing good, doing good. Sitting there and looking at some of the stuff from uh, some of the some of the voting for what we're going to talk about a little later. Like, like you were talking about how many races there were last weekend, which got me looking at like, well, how many are this weekend? Like, like you said, it's insane. So uh, I better I better start getting some stuff in order if I want to, if I plan on getting some running and evidently like the season's starting way earlier than it used to. Yeah. No doubt about that. Um, all right. Well, let's go ahead and get into some of the results from some from some of the events. Uh, we have <clears throat> Across the Years, which is a race in Arizona. It's in uh, Phoenix, the Glendale, Glendale uh, Arizona neighborhood in Phoenix. And this is put on by Aero Vipa, Jamil Curry's race company. And it starts on a Thursday or starts, you know, on December 28th. So a few days before New Year's and it's called across the years, right? So it starts in 2023. You know, some of the events are long enough where they go over into 2024. It's uh, on a 1.4 mile loop, I believe. And probably probably one of the better well-known Right, like aside from yeah. bigs and like probably one of the better well-known timed events nowadays. Like it's really gained a lot of attention the last couple of years. It has, and they've been live streaming it on yeah on YouTube, which uh, makes it interesting if you're following any of, any of the races uh, or anything like that. They just you know have a have a camera set up stationary at the the point where everybody comes through, so. Um, yeah, so it's, it's pretty, pretty interesting in that, in that regard. And, uh, yeah. it is probably the most popular, uh, loop, loop timed event, uh, this time of year. And there is, that's one thing that Johnny and I were just talking about is there's quite a few of those timed event races going on. So many more, so yeah. many more than what it used to be like, like. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe I've always just been stuck in the trail world, but like hearing so many more of these loop courses coming about and like time courses and stuff like that. Uh, this is a weird one where like, you know, I'm lucky enough to work for an employer that gives us the last uh, the last week of the year off. So, you know, I mean, I've done dumber things, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, I Honestly, I, I didn't know what to expect when I when I tried that New Year's one day last year. And yeah. I actually was 
kind of surprised at how much I, I did kind of like it. You know, you didn't have, yeah. you don't have to carry water, nothing. You just, you just uh, complete your lap and just slam some water out of your water bottle sitting on a table and, you know, keep on keeping on. Listen to some music or some podcasts, whatever. But, uh, okay, let's go ahead and get into this. So the, the 200 miler, uh, which is one of the events, right? There's several events, was won by Remo Spagnol. He did uh, his first place overall, first place male. He did 200 miles in 57 hours and 25 minutes. That's pretty fast. Um, Anna Carter was first place female. She did 200 miles in 71 hours and 17 minutes. Then we have the 100 miler, which was won outright by the first place female, Ashley Paulson. So Ashley, um, she's a really, really good runner. Um, I think she kind of got got well known two years ago in Badwater 135. There was some speculation that that maybe she had uh, cheated somehow or ran rode in a car or something. But they did they did their investigations and it turned out that it was it was a false accusation. It did not happen. And just to kind of prove her point, she came back to Badwater 135 this year and she won Badwater outright, uh, like in 21 hours and some odd minutes. So she's a heck of a runner. And, uh, you know, she, Oh, proved- by the way, Oh, by the way, turn around and then did this too. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. like pretty cool, pretty cool story. Like, you know, yep. got some notoriety in a, a not so great way and falsely, you know what I mean? Like falsely got that notoriety. So really cool to see, you know, that, you know, yeah. a big win at bad water than this win. So it's a really cool story. Yeah, no, good, good for her. And yeah, you know, she not only won this hundred miler outright in 14 hours and 37 minutes, like she completely crushed the competition. I mean, the, first place male, which was the next person that finished was 17 hours and 14 minutes. So almost three hour difference. Uh, Sam Burt was the first place male in the hundred miler. Then the 24 hour event was won by Zachary Bates and he did 125.4 miles in 24 hours. And then Alyssa Jones was first place female with 122.6 miles. And then moving on to the 48-hour event, uh, Rachel Entrican, first place overall and first place female, uh, 212.7 miles. And uh, first place male was Matthew Shepard, 142.3 miles. Uh, on the 48 hour. So congrats. And another female winning outright, which is cool. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 72 hour event. First place, Troy Allen. And he did 235 miles. First place, female, Shauna Wentland, uh, 211.3 miles. Do you know Troy it's, Allen? No, do you? I have to do some investigation on that. We might know Troy Allen. 
Okay. Yeah, I just now realized that. Uh, maybe I want to put a major, major maybe on that. Uh, so you said that right. name. I'm like, wait a second. All right, cool. Very cool. Yeah. No, we'll have to look it up. I I don't want to um, delete off of this page, but but yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so it's for the six day event. The winner, first place uh, male, was Nels Madsen, and he did four hundred and forty point nine miles. That's in six days. That's a lot of miles and a lot of days <laughs> to be out running. That's brutal. That is absolutely brutal. Yeah, I don't. Not my cup of tea. I, you know. I'll do a six hour, maybe a 12 hour, uh, you know, maybe it would drift into like doing a, a hundred miler on a 1.4 mile loop, something like crazy like that, but six days, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, six. Yeah. I, I, I think a 24 hour on this course would be really, really fun. Like I, I'm saying this, not knowing what the elevation is of it, you know? Yeah. I yeah. think it's pretty flat. <clears throat> yeah. I can't I imagine mean, it's yeah. Uh, Lisa Marie uh, Fosdell Griffin was first place female, 355 miles in six days. Uh, okay. And there was a 12-hour event as well. First place uh, overall and first place female, Natalie Larson, 70.4 miles. Pretty strong showing. And Tracy, or uh, I'm sorry, Alexander Belos was first place male with 56.3 miles. So congrats to them. And lastly, the six-hour event, first place male and overall is Matt Bell, 35.2 miles. And Marilee Wardian with 33.8 miles was first place female. All right, and then also this is kind of cool. They have a last man standing event, Johnny. It's um, it's so this one point four mile loop or one point four two, whatever it is. Basically, everybody that starts has twenty minutes to complete the loop, um, and then it's just like a backyard ultra where you have to be on the starting line, you know, yeah. at the start of the next twenty minutes, and uh, the winner. The last man standing, last person standing, it was uh, Michael McKnight, and he's he's a long distance uh, specialist. He's really good at like the two hundred mile distances and the through hike distances and things like that. So he he was uh, the last person standing, and the assist, which is the person that was hanging with him. Uh, right up till the end was Maya Detmer, and she, so she did 138 miles. Michael McKnight, the last person standing, was 139.5 miles. So, so that's it for across the years. Cool race, very cool race. Yeah, yeah. If I, I go, I if I go a little silence because I'm going down a super nerdy rabbit hole to see if this is the Troy Allen. That we do know, because that would be absolutely wild. This guy, if it is Detroit Island, I think it is. He's actually from Central Ohio and moved out to oh. moved out west. So, so I'm down a, a nerdy rabbit hole now. So, so. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, yeah, let us know uh, what you find out. 
uh, Snowdrop 55-hour race in Missouri City, Texas. It's a 6.69-mile loop course. First place overall is Megan Eckert, so another female first place overall winner. In 55 hours, she did 218.87 miles. And then uh, the first place male was Juan Acevedo, and he did 207 miles. So congrats to them. Charleston 100 miler in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. I really don't know too much about this race, but uh, first place was Chris Barnadell, and he did it in 15 hours and 29 minutes. Christina Cooper was the first place female. She did it in 17 hours, 12 minutes, and 58 seconds. All right. I think that's a cool race, too, in the sense that, I mean, Arizona, right? Like, you have it's, – it's Arizona. So, yeah, there's a chance it gets a little chilly. But, like, this race – I mean, yes, it's South Carolina, so it's not like you're up the worth, but – Still, like these races that are starting to creep out into parts of Texas, out into like you know, you know South Carolina and stuff like that. Like, I, I think it's really cool that they're holding you know ultras this time of year because, whoo, that can get ugly fast. So, yeah, yeah, no, it uh, it is interesting, you know, with with the uh, the weather these days, and maybe that's something we can talk about in a future episode. Yeah. Recently seen uh, Andrew Jones Wilkins, AJW, his, his write-up about predictions for 2024, and one of them was uh, extreme weather events, extreme weather mm-hmm. races, because um, you do see the extremes in, in the, with the heat and and the, these crazy storms and everything these days and the wildfire smoke and everything else. So, yeah, that, that will be – interesting in in the future uh here's here's one here's a race that took place in ohio uh some somewhat near you johnny (laughs) yeah yeah out in new carlisle it's like uh i don't know probably hour and a half ish two hours eh, probably not two hours probably hour and a half ish kind of west of me uh and and, and this is exactly i mean there's your proof right there i mean look at that photo you know what I mean? Like, yeah, New Carlisle, yeah. you know, late January, or I'm sorry, early January, late December, you could have no snow like we had this year. You could have three feet of snow. I, I can't wrap my head around getting ready for that. You know what I mean? Like, you have got to be the most easygoing, like, give me what you got kind of person <laughs> ever. So, yeah. major kudos for the, for the folks that not only won it, but that just even ran that. Like that is that's that's that is glutton for punishment, without a doubt. Yeah. So it looks like it takes place on a, on a farm, uh, maybe where this the distillery is or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure if it's a loop or or yeah, it has to be a loop. I'm not sure. Yeah sure how long the loop is but at any rate there is an eight hour event and i believe there's a four hour event but they must not have had anybody sign up for the four hour event this year uh but the winner of the eight hour event was river spicer 
uh, with 53.65 miles. And that was first place overall. And then first place female was Virginia Bibb Golden with 37 miles. So congrats to them. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm all covered up in bed, staying warm. That, that kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did. We did a little hiking out at uh, Sequoia National Park over the New Year's weekend. And, uh, there you go. It was, you know, high 20s, low 30s, but no wind, so it really wasn't even that bad. Um, okay, so here's the this New Year's one day. This is the event that I did last year in the uh, sideways rain atmospheric river. It used to take That's place what, at You dominated. Field. Yeah. That's you dominated. Fifth, fifth place overall, no big deal. <laughs> yeah. Don't mind um, me. Don't mind in, me. In the six hour, in the six hour event. Um, so this year they they had to move the event because the uh, the Golden Gate Rec area they will not permit races anymore that go overnight. Um, I think it had something to do with uh, Dean Carnazes getting attacked by a coyote and <laughs> at night in one of the races, but. Um, Anyway, so they moved it to, <laughs> to San. They moved it to San Jose, and uh, and this New Year's one day. Uh, there's a six hour, twelve hour, twenty four hour, hundred miler. Uh, in the six hour, Dominic Vogel was first place with forty six point four two miles, and Caitlin Spee's first place female forty two point two nine. In the twelve hour event, Robert Cross. 70.1556 miles, first place male, first place female, um, Linda Schultz-Lewis with 51.58 miles. In the 24-hour event, uh, Akeo Mirai, 118.6455 miles, and she won it outright. First place male was Daniel Chang at 109.36 miles. And then finally, they have a 100-mile event, which looks like there was only two people. <laughs> so first place, uh, Kevin Moore in 16 hours and 54 minutes. All right. Man, that, I'll tell you what. In a weird kind of way, that's – I mean, I mean I'm, I'm over here poo-pooing at 16 uh, – first off, not poo-pooing a 100-mile finish to begin with. Not, sure enough, not poo-pooing a 16-hour but to be able to do a hundred miles in 16 hours, uh, 17 hours and just you, right? Like you don't have any other hundred milers like pushing you like that's, that's pretty effing cool, man. Like I, that'd be a lonely ride to be out there. It's just, yeah. I, I know there's other run. I mean, there's definitely other runners around you, but it's like, th there's that drive of like, Oh, I have competition. And this guy was like, no, I yeah. mean, I have the guy that's like nine hours behind me or the person that's nine hours behind me, but that's good on them. Good on them. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Definitely takes some mental fortitude, especially going around a one mile, one mile loop. <laughs> All right. And then the last race that we're going to go over results is <clears throat> the resolution run. This is in Greenville, South Carolina, another loop looped race. Um, in the 12 hour event, Michelle De Silva, she was first place with 66 miles. Actually, it was 
tied with Todd Albertson. Uh, so Michelle and Todd were first place male and female, and they tied for overall first 66 miles in the 12 hour. In the six hour, Brandon Edwards and, uh, was first place male with 44 miles. And first place female was Jennifer Coleman with 33 miles. So congrats to them. And uh, we'll get on with uh, with what we are going to talk about today. And that is the Keeping Trail Running Weird Awards that Ultra Sign Up is putting on. We're going to go over the, the different uh, nominees and kind of talk about what what they uh what you know what their nomination says about them and just a reminder voting for this ends january 5th so that's friday um so if you want to vote for this you should get your vote in uh it's kind of a cool cool contest that ultra sign up does every year so we're starting with the best best dressed best dressed uh, is the first category we're gonna we're gonna go over and the first nominee is Bryce Johnson and solid solid <laughs> yeah you got you got to admire admire somebody that you know can. We're we're proudly wear many many different colors. Yeah. In, in a race, um, you know, and uh, let's see, he is recognizable for his colorful outfits. His jorts apparently he wears jorts. That's jean shorts for for all you Urban Dictionary illiterate folks out there. <laughs> I can't. Um, I, I cannot wrap my head around the chafing that happens in the jorts. Oh. Oh, so no. bad so bad i i think they make some like running shorts that look like jean shorts yeah that, oh that who is that who is that company yeah yeah you're right there's definitely I some i seen somebody in my my first hundred mile or ever which was burning river my the first time when I didn't finish it uh i seen somebody wearing those running shorts that looked like jean shorts and i was just, yeah I just couldn't wrap my head around. Like, what are they doing? Why are they wearing jean shorts? <laughs> I just um, think back in the day, back in the day, many moons ago, like that was like, <laughs> that was the go-to, right? Like that was it. Absolutely. Um, okay. I guess he's also, his, his vibe is very inspiring and amazing. Um, yeah. So that's, that's the first nominee. The next nominee is Charlotte Corher, and and Charlotte, um, yeah. So I think the so picture she, speaks a lot. Like the picture says a lot, right? Like, <laughs> like I mean, like she's creative. She's creative, and apparently, she wears different costumes, um, themed costumes related to each race she does. So. Definitely have to give a lot of credit for someone that, you know, not only puts time into preparing for races, but also puts time into into uh, designing the costumes, you know, to go with the race and yeah. everything like that. 
I guess during the Yeti 100, she dressed up like Dolly Parton. Um, yeah, she dresses up different race, different costume. Uh, she's run 265 races a marathon or longer, all in a unique costume she makes herself. So uh, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Dude, like the amount of effort. Like I, she like she's putting the effort into getting ready for the run, and then she's also doing like all this costume design and all this kind of like, like, she's uh, that's a that's that's a lot of work. That is a lot of work. No Good doubt. No doubt. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, the next next is Scott Trayer, and Scott Trayer is a professional runner coach, race director, and uh, he has a thick Boston accent, apparently. Mm -hmm. um, and he wears the white button down and bedazzles with the white button down. Um, you've worn the white, like, not white, but you've worn the button down shirts, right? I I love me the button down. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't quite look like Scott looks in, in the button down. But I'm here to tell you, if you have not ran in a button down, it is, it's the way to go. It is, it's, it's nice. Cause it, you start getting hot. You can, you know, open them up a little bit. Like you start getting like, like, all right, like, let's, let's close it back up. Like, I am a, I am a big fan of the button down. Uh, I, I love me some Patagonia. So that's, that's okay. part, uh, the, it's the bandito uh, is what it is. It's, it is a great shirt. Like, yeah, I have multiple. Oh, run rabbit. They have multiple ones too now. So oh, thing. rabbit. Yeah. Yep. Scott and I, Scott and I are making it a thing. I mean, jump on the bandwagon. Let's go. Yeah. There so, you go. Down shirts. There you have it. <laughs> um, all right. And this is Kelsey long and Kelsey is a uh, Navajo uh, ultra runner and triathlete, and she runs in bright colors and traditional Navajo ribbon skirts, which is really Love awesome. It. Love um, it. She actually made that skirt herself, um, and yeah, just uh, wears bright colors and and earrings. Has an amazing smile. Um, so yeah, good for her. Good for her. Yeah. Representing. Representing. The Navajo, and then finally we have. Uh, I mean, let's just, we don't need. Yeah, we don't even need that. <laughs> uh, out of here. Yeah, so she's a New York Yankees stormtrooper, I think this is. Yeah, uh, that's for the New York City Marathon. So, um, so she was nominated. That's that's pretty crazy outfit. <laughs> Um, I mean, just, just, I, I, you know, I know like she can take the L with that Yankees nonsense. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Uh, okay. And I do have one quick story about, about uh, best dressed or costumes in a race. Um, so, you know, uh, Nick Longworth, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So he was in Woodstock 100 the one year, and I was I was crewing with a bunch of other people. We were crewing him, and so he's he's on this on the, the nighttime loop at Woodstock 100, 
and some guy in front of him is in this shark costume, okay, like a full, a full-on shark, and he has the uh, the shark eyes are in the back, right? <laughs> yeah. So the shark forgot his headlamp out on that loop and asked Nick if he could run in front of him and use Nick's light. You know, really? Yeah. And so he did it for a while, but the eyes were were glowing in the light and just freaking staring him at him. Yeah. And it was just freaking him out. It's like he got, you know, he I think he lasted with him ten or ten miles or so. And he's like, You're on your own, man. I can't. Yeah, I gotta His go. The eyes go. are staring at me. So that's weird. So I am like ninety-nine point nine percent positive about this. That is two weird costume stories that involves Nick Longworth at the same race the same year because isn't that the same year that Chad Hield paced him and wore the fairy wings? Like yes. there's that picture that floats around like uh, uh, on uh, the possum page of, yes. of Chad Hield and the fairy wings. Chad Hield, not the smallest cat, played college football pretty yeah. big dude and he looks hilarious with like the, the little fairy wings on uh like a oh shoot tinkerbell looking wing it is awesome so that it is, is awesome i i, I could not stop laughing about the the fairy wing the eyes, his, yeah his yeah. post was like when you find fairy wings in the woods <laughs> you have to put them on you know yeah good that's a good that's a good day for old, uh, uh nick out there with multiple costumes at the same yeah. race and then I ran into the shark guy at my second Burning River, which I did fit, finally finish. But I ran into the shark guy. He was out running Burning River in the shark costume. Uh, <laughs> that's dedication to it. Yeah. I guess he does all kinds of races in it. But anyway, uh, moving on. Best pacer. All right. So we have Chris Morrison, the ultimate friend. Uh, he was nervous. Or the runner she was nervous about hitting the cutoff for her second ever ultra chris uh it was a 50k chris volunteered to run the entire race with her so she can get to where she needed to be um the race didn't allow pacers so he registered under his own name their last finishers came in with 90 minutes to spare uh, emotional lows weren't as low as they usually are because she had a friend and took 13 hours and 30 minutes to finish. Uh, Chris can run the same course in half that time. So, Chris sounds like they just sounds like they're it sounds like he's not a pacer. It sounds like they dry snitched and and cheated. Like, I don't know. <laughs> uh -huh. No, he registered. He registered. Uh -huh. he registered. <laughs> uh, Dave Peace, a, a legend to learn from. Uh, what sets Dave apart is an unwavering commitment to helping others and uh, selfless dedication, experience, and mentorship transform a daunting challenge into a shared triumph. He helped a fellow 60-year-old through their first 100-mile race. And uh, two runners became uh, overcame the, the impossible. So good for him. And then Honora. Einhorn, uh, she is super encouraging with a mega, super hard work ethic. Uh, 
Nora has paced me for seven 100 milers this year alone. <laughs> wait, wait a second. What? Like, uh, if you've done 700 milers, why do you even need a pacer, right? Like, I, you've got that stuff figured out on your own. Just run it on your own. I will yeah. say, I will say, Nora, look, like, is it Nora? Dang, her name. Hondra, Hondra. I think, I think it's, yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's her name for sure. Yeah. Nora. I mean, she looks like an absolute bat. Like, she, I mean, I'll tell you what, she's yeah. not going to let you feel sorry for yourself. Like, that photo. <laughs> right. Of yourself, like, like, oh, my feet hurt. Shut up. Get up. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like super encouraging. Yeah. 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 Uh, literally you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, she was head crew and paced 40 miles at Badwater, paced 40 miles at Leadville, 20 ish miles at Ure. Oh, my God. So, I mean, I mean, so the one, so, the runners, are, like, so one, this runner's a badass. Too. Yeah. Nora's an absolute beast, right? Like, I mean, she's a beast. And not only a beast, but selfless. Yeah. Like, yeah. Going to all these races, you know, uh, and, and pacing, accruing. All sounds over like, the sounds like, sounds like, uh, Mama Meeks, doesn't it? Sounds like, uh, uh, yeah. uh, Trevor Deb. Mama Meeks. Deb Meeks. Yeah. 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 Does. Very cool. Huh. Very cool. All right. Next is uh, best pacer Chad Colson, uh, non-runner. Oh, th I like this one. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. Not not a runner. He's never ran over five k. The husband to the runner uh, jumped in and paced for thirty four miles <laughs> <laughs> at Hennepin. Um, <laughs> I love so much about this. It just yeah. tells you, it just really demonstrates what happens to you at the last like quarter of a hundred miler. A right. non runner who has never ran yeah. more than 5K paced me for the last, you know, however long of a hundred miler. It speaks volumes for what has happened to you at the back half of that hundred. I no, love it. I no, love it. No doubt. No doubt. That's That's a funny one. <laughs> and then uh, Sabrina Houck, uh the right snack at the right time. Uh, she was a pacer for the last section of Cocodona, which included the final 2,000-ish foot climb to the top of Mount Eldon. They were summiting around 11 p.m. in the dark. Uh, the top, there were winds of 40 to 60 miles per hour, blowing them all over the place. Uh, we made it to the A station at the top, sat down to warm up. A station volunteer came over and asked if, they needed any food at that moment. Sabrina pulled out some still warm chicken tenders nice. and, jo and Jojo's from her iconic <laughs> yellow puppy. <laughs> That's awesome. And said, we are That's good. I carried these chicky strips and Jojo's up the mountain for her and my puppy. Strips. Oh, never mind. They're a little moist. They're just a little moist. From yeah. Well, puppy. you know, uh, that is awesome. I, that but is they were still warm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So those were those were the best pacer uh, nominees. Now we have best race day fail. Oh my god! Oh my god! I ha this, I am. This has to I be my favorite category. I am. Yeah. This is this is it right here. Uh, um. uh <laughs> While you get this, this I, I, all right. I love it. Here we go. You want me to wait? No. Well, I just want to say the other thing that really blows my mind about being a pacer and and, and it. it 
the last person really kind of illustrated this, right? Like, like even a, a 2,000 foot climb at the end of a 200 miler, which Kokodun is actually 250, the amount of patience that you have as a pacer is like insane. You can't be like, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, you can't be like Gap, but like, like, there better be a time issue. But like the level of like, it's cool, man. I'm out here all day with you. Like, it's all right. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's like, I love that. I love that about Pacers. It's, it's a huge let's, commitment. Oh, it's massive. a huge commitment. Uh, all right. So let's jump into this race day fail. The first I'm one, sorry. right? Like, starting off kind of strong here. <laughs> Super strong. God, that hurts looking at it. I, Wipes Tara Dower, epic cactus attack at Havelina Jundred. Uh, apparently, she must have uh, wiped out into some cactus. <laughs> apparently. Um, speaking of wiping out. <laughs> At a race in the desert. Happen to know somebody. Yeah. This person's not a nominee. Um, however, they did wipe out at the finish line of Black Canyon in February. And that's in front let's of the live roll. stream. Let's just roll of, the live stream. Yeah. Let's in just front of, and see. Uh, AJW and um, I can't remember the other guy's name who's commentating. Let's see if, let's see if anyone can recognize. He, let's see if anyone can recognize an, this person. He's an awesome guy, the other guy that commentates. I can't think of his name. I do apologize about that. But anyway, here is that person. Let's see if anyone can recognize this fine fellow. We got a couple more or a finisher in the page. Oh. Oh. Whoa. Oh, there it is. Let's just be like, there they are. There they are. Outstanding. I love the reaction from the two the two gentlemen doing the pot, uh, doing the live stream. Like that was, yeah. was so genuine. Oh, that was yep. awesome. I love it. There was a, there was a little dip at at the finish line there. Um, and uh, yeah, I was kind of going in too strong, and that's, that's you know, why you gotta I, be you gotta be slow like me, man. Take it slow and easy. They they ended up interviewing me on that live stream, and uh, and I told them what happened. I, I had already fallen like two or three times out on the course that day because there were so many rocks. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was pretty banged up, so it only was fitting just to <laughs> wipe out right at the you end. You did at the very end, yeah. Uh, the next best race day fail, Kelly Fegis. Uh, she she had an unforgettable moment at the Snowdrop Ultra 55 hour, and uh, she broke the bell during her attempt to signal her 150 mile lap. So, I guess that's what they need to do at, a, at mile 150 is to ring the bell, and she broke it. The next race day fail is Amy McDowell. This is a good one. <laughs> Amy flushed her keys down the toilet 20 minutes before the Sug Farm 20 miler. They were in the back pocket of her shorts, fell out. Her best headphones and fuel were all locked in the car. <laughs> so keys I, in the toilet, I'm just, best fuel I'm, in the car. 
black. Yeah, I'm just not. I'm just not running. I'm just not running. Like, yeah. Uh, well, kudos to Amy because yeah, she went out and ran the loops with a cheap water bottle. She finished the race, and uh, her near panic attack uh, and adaption was great practice for upcoming 100 milers. That's uh, that view, by the way. I'm like 99.9 percent .9 positive. That's West Virginia. That's a uh, rim to river. Uh, oh, is that uh, right? I, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's that bridge in the background. Uh, that, oh, cool. that you kind of like mess around. Uh, great race, oh. by the way. If anyone's looking for a, a a race in West Virginia, Rim to River. Yeah, you you've done that one, right? <clears throat> uh, I like it a lot. It's a really good one. Cool. Yeah, I heard good things. Uh, best race they failed, David Honsnet, and. Uh, he got the biggest, weirdest blisters on the balls of his feet, 30K into a 60K mountain run. We're talking holes in his feet, managed to finish and podium, finish and podium in the highly competitive event. The last 30K felt like he was running on knives. That's just nasty, man. Like, um, I don't know. You think, I don't know, blister management. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, we all, I mean, we all, we all, we all get, we all get a blister at some point, but yeah, man. But that's like, oh, like what's going yeah. on? Like what's going on? And then this, this one guy. is even worse. This is my guy right here. This is Kenny my, this is my front runner. The Athens Big Fork Trail Marathon, which I think is, is that is what? that in Ohio or no? Athens Athens Big Fork. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Oh, that that's in, in Arkansas. I'm sorry, it says right okay. here. <laughs> I'm like, wait, there is a, there is an Athens and there is a Big Fork in Ohio. Like, wait a second. Yeah, well, I was thinking of that marathon, the Bigfoot, Bigfoot yeah. marathon at Salt Fork State Park. Salt um, Fork, not Big Fork, Salt Fork. Anyway, uh, so this is in Arkansas, the known as the toughest trail race in Arkansas. He'd done it before, but this time he tripped and fell, busted his head wide open, looked like a murder scene, <laughs> made. <laughs> <laughs> Made it two more miles after the gnarly fall before leaving the race in an ambulance. Uh, and he was back to running 100 miles in a few months. I mean, I don't know if you yeah, all can that see, is a, can see that this. Is a, I'm going to yeah. do a full screen layout. That is straight up like Frankenstein's yeah. like head stitch there. I mean, yeah. I mean, it looks like his eye is swollen from it. You know what I mean? Like it looks like, like even down it through here. Oh, it totally it. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He took a shot. Yeah, that's wow. nuts. All right, wow. and then the last category. Oh no, there's two more. Two more categories. Uh, this one is favorite trail weirdo. <laughs> I mean, just imagine all the weirdos there are on a trail. There's so oh. many. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. you can throw a rock and hit, like, five of them. <laughs> like, just insane. This category could just be endless. Good stuff. Um, so, Brian Coleman uh, was out crushing the rocky course barefoot at the uh, Rugged Trails of Cirque series. Asked, wow, dude, I have to ask, what made you start running barefoot? He responded something clever but caught my attention. We became great friends after that. His level of intellect is borderline genius. His words are philosophical. He's a weird dude, wears Hawaiian shirts, 
He was a preacher and a professor, now just chills doing stats for a credit card company so he can go chill on the trails. I recommend looking into his TikTok because he posts some really cool and nerdy, weird stuff, and I like it. <laughs> so clever and barefoot, Brian Coleman. Uh, the way you say clever and barefoot reminded me of fat and drunks, no way to go through life, son. We just watched Animal House like a week ago, too. I mean, I've seen it a million times, but yeah. Just rewatch it. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. <laughs> uh, this guy, favorite trail running weirdo, uh, Eric Brumbelow. Um, first time I met Eric, he was dressed in a huge pink unicorn blow costume at seven trails in Damascus. He's continuing to be a cheerleader for everyone while running his own races. Started his own trend of porta potty selfies dubbed Brumbelowing. <laughs> what selfies? Oh, uh, I gotta find that. I gotta. Yeah. Find that. Uh, okay. I'm feeling our, weirdo. Our Instagram, weirdo vibe. Our, our Instagram might be following that. By the way, we have an Instagram. Oh yes, we Johnny uh, set us up with an Instagram account. Um, it's uh, ultra running underscore news underscore network. So look us yeah. up. Uh, he's completely eccentric and a fantastic human would do anything for a runner. There's no denying he is weird, but that's why we love him and get excited to see him at a race. Uh, bacon wrapped Oreos. I don't know. He must like bacon wrapped Oreos. <laughs> that's, that's not weirdo. That's a fucking genius. That's amazing. <laughs> that's, that's a boss. <laughs> yeah. That's a boss move right there. Yeah. Uh, Okay. This guy, Chad Ultra, alter ego Chad Ultra, but his name's Jeremy McCubrey, but his alter ego is Chad Ultra. He's the weirdest. He is the weirdest, they said. Uh, his running persona, he makes everything weird from clothes to how he acts. Uh, he believes he is God's gift to running. Uh, total badass. Not only a total weirdo, he also volunteers at A stations and cheers everyone on. He's the nicest dude ever. Uh, when he came up with his ultra alter ego, it was the best and weirdest thing ever. He totally deserves a sword. He looks like a like a fun guy, fun guy to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, now we have Mindy Littlefield, and Mindy is the glue that keeps weirdo trail running community together. Um, Spent a day in the mountains, a terrible running game each summer, a random ultramarathon. She encourages us to run. She's always cooking up something fun and wild to keep them together. Warm crab salad and the backbone of the community. From making us howl at full moons to dressing as a lobster and eating warm crab salad straight from the tub. From game points on the main coast, she always has the best ideas to make a run wacky. Everyone needs a Mindy in their running circles. What do you think about warm crab salad on the run? Dude, I, I, I don't want to be mean, but uh, she can keep that bullshit up there in the Northeast. That sounds absolutely <laughs> wretched. That sounds horrible, man. Like, I, and I, I, I'm a, like, I can handle That sounds horrible. <laughs> no. I'm a hard no. Yeah. I mean... I might be willing to try it if it was like 
a 50k and I was 25 miles mm. into it. <laughs> I mm. don't know. I don't know. That's that's a tough one. Uh okay, last trail running weirdo nominee Jeff Garmeyer. Uh FK tier, spicy outfits, trail wisdom, his sense of humor is unique, whimsical, and often a clever poke at the ultra running world. He also has no shame when it comes to his outfits. See, he's wearing the tiger, the tiger t-shirt there. Um, I don't know if you ever you ever see that uh, Corey Reese. He used to write for Ultra Running Magazine. Uh, he's written a couple books. He's from Utah. He wears that like rabbit onesie like unitard oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah like oh my god <laughs> like wow uh folks, okay folks have no fear have no fear i have found af underscore marathoner uh to want to get our selfies in a uh, portage on our portage on selfies it has been secured i will share out uh the occasional picture uh that he posts for us <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Outstanding. Uh, okay, moving on to the last category, most inspirational. And this is part one. Uh, most inspirational, Andrew Glaze. And Andrew meets all the categories. He's inspirational, helps pace his wife, motivates others, has serious swagger in his fit or race attire, frequently fights gravity. Uh, overall, a great guy that truly sheds light on how running is therapeutic for the mind and body. Uh, he provides grit, dedication, inspiration to challenge yourself, do hard things, demonstrates commitment and willingness to use his platform to inspire others to better themselves physically and as an individual smile or you're doing it wrong. So sounds like a pretty, pretty positive uh, person. Andrew, Andrew Glaze is big on TikTok. Oh, and okay. That, I think I've sent him a. I, I think I've sent a couple of things to you about him. He is. There's not very many like running TikToks, like that kind of genre stuff that I really like because usually it's like uber corny. It's usually a little too like gung hoy. There's okay. something about there's something about Andrew. He is his his TikTok account is absolutely phenomenal, and and whoever typed this up about him is spot on chef's kiss like he has a ton of videos where it's like he's pacing his wife and like uh, it's good shit it's good stuff if, if you haven't come across andrew glaze on tiktok i highly encourage uh i and so i as we're going through these one of the ones that really jump out grab my mind i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure we tag andrew glaze and make sure we tag uh af underscore marathoner uh, in some posts so that if, if people aren't already finding them, they can find them on their own. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's good. Good to know. Uh, thanks for the background. So I was wondering what his platform was and, uh, yeah. I do remember you sending me something about that a while ago, but I think it's quite a time too. Yeah. Oh, cool. Good for him. Uh, most inspirational Verna Volker. Uh, she's such a wonderful leader in the running space, advocates for indigenous people and making waves with her organization, Native Women Running. Uh, she's unapologetically indigenous and has gone above and beyond to make space for indigenous runners. Founder of at Native underscore women 
underscore running. Uh, she's a tireless advocate for indigenous people in running and in life. I think that's super important. And uh, I'm glad I'm glad we have have people like like Verna and in the ultra running community. Um, you know, I think she embodies the the spirit of, of ultra running, uh, you know, to be inclusive. And, um, you know, I think it's a really important cause. And uh, yeah, it's good. Good for her. I'm glad glad she's one of the nominees. It's cool because you have her uh, representing indigenous population really strong and, and really positive. But we also had Kelsey uh, from earlier in the, yep. in the awards under Best Dressed, who was yep. representing Navajo really strong. So it is yep. really cool to see the indigenous population, you know, like standing up for themselves and like just not being forgotten and, and not being just kind of like left. You know, I mean, like, I, I love that. Yeah. It's great. It really is. Um, you know, it's it's good to see. We need we need more more of that. Uh, Jen Shelter, Shet Shetler. Sorry, Jen. Jen Shetler is next uh, for most inspirational. <clears throat> she DNF'd her first race last April. Her first attempt at 100 miles at Umstead. It crushed her. She's been training for that race for three years. Uh, instead of throwing in a towel, she grabbed a few running friends and started a social media group with them to help encourage and motivate each other. She figured out who's running what and where and generally never run alone. Since then, her tough running club, Trail Plus Ultra Fun Fam, has over 170 members of all abilities, ages, paces, and distances. She takes pride in the fact that she has runners who finished elite races like Cocodona 250 and Badwater 135, as well as runners who are working on finishing their first 50K and even trail half marathon. Uh, she's not only on track to finish Umstead this April, but she's already planning crew, pacers, and volunteers for the club because over 20 of them will be running the race. So, yeah, good for her. I always like to see these grassroots clubs that get started up, uh, especially – you know, for, for good reasons. And yeah, I think, you know, with, with all this drama going on with uh, the sport getting corporatized, you still have stuff like this. Of that. And um, I think it truly embodies the, the spirit of the community. And, yeah. Uh, so. Definitely, definitely a, a cool deal. And, and best of luck. Uh, the finishing Umstead, Jen. I think, yeah, I think you got it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not like she has a good community around her, so. I have no doubt that she's probably learned from from her uh, oh. last one. We all do. She knows. <laughs> yeah, know? she knows. She knows a hundred times more than what she knew the first time. Yep. <clears throat> okay, Xavier Boyer is next most inspirational. Uh, he had to. The person writing this had the privilege of training with Xavier over the past year, seeing him handle success and failure with grace. Uh, he's been through adversity, but that doesn't build character. It reveals it. I've depended on him through early morning runs, long runs. I'm a better runner and athlete from running with him. He overcame innumerable hardships over the past year, including major surgeries following an assault, relearning to walk, and returning to running, lifting, and competing. He's truly an inspiration to so many around him and his grit and determination to get better each day is amazing. That's uh, that's 
pretty cool. I mean, I can see how hard it would be to make a comeback from something like that, you know, and getting assaulted. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, major surgeries and everything. And I don't know. Um, I think, but at the same time, I think, you know, running, running can uh, really lift people out of, out of uh, these hardships and, and make them better. So it's good to see the path that, that he's taken. Yeah. Uh, did you realize that there is actually two more categories of uh, there's two more like groups of inspirational runners? That's right. That was, yeah. that was uh, first, the, the part first one. part one. Yeah. All right. Yep. Now we need to go to part two. Yeah. Here we I, go. I, <laughs> starts off with a bang, by the way. The first person in part two. Like they're they're jumping right into the deep end with an absolute oh, yes. Yeah. I mean Sally McCray. Shit. Like like she's one of my favorite one of my favorite people in ultra running. Um I first first heard heard uh Sally like many years ago when I was first getting into ultra running on the trail runner nation podcast, <clears throat> she used to be a regular guest on there and her laugh is just contagious. Like it's yeah. just the best laugh ever. And, uh, and she's super smart, knowledgeable, and she's actually one that does strength training. You know, we all say we need to do strength training. We all need to do strength Dude. training. She actually does it. And, uh, her, and obviously, her videos, her videos are insane of her doing strength training. I, I mean, they're just absolutely. And, and like, it's like all body weight kind of strength training too. It's a lot of like one legged reaches and stuff like that. It is. Yeah. She is. She's a super cool follow on, on Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. Just all around great person. Um, She's inspiring, someone who feels like an inspiring friend when you haven't met her. Stories is uh, part of why I started in ultra running. She's a mom doing this. She's gets scared and nervous and ran on a treadmill because trails were scary. She became an amazing mountain runner, helps us all dream and laugh. That's inspiring. She is very inspiring and, yeah. and she's very humble. Um, you know, I remember just being on Twitter back when I, a long time ago. And, uh, you know, or Facebook or whatever. And she's just like, what's everybody running this weekend? And replying to everybody. And, you know, just, this is cool. Uh, so good. I'm glad she's one of the nominees. Uh, this guy is next, Jeff Waldmuller. He's like glissading down some snow here, guessing at like Broken Arrow or something like that. I did that at Western Reserve. Uh, Western Reserve. I did that at Western States. Can confirm, not a great idea. Tore my <laughs> ass up. Like it tore my ass up. Yeah. Uh, the one year at Broken Arrow, there was a bunch of people doing that, and uh, they got torn up. And l luckily, I was just like, "Yeah, no, no, thanks. I don't need any. <laughs> I'm good. I don't need any yeah. ice burns on my, on uh, my ass." Hurts. <laughs> uh, so Jeff. Um, is determined to have fun, make new friends, help others enjoy the trail running. On top of his everyday attitude on the trail, he 
showed extreme grit this year when he broke his collarbone and a week later ran in the Leadville 100. What? Mm. Uh, mm. I don't even know how that's possible. Mm. What he achieved at Leadville this year was astounding, despite setback after setback and a bike crash as an amputee athlete. His resilience and drive to continue forward is to be celebrated and recognized. As a paraplegic ultra cyclist myself, I look to other outstanding disabled athletes as motivation. Like, wow. Yeah. Wow. So he's an, He ran Leadville as an, as an amputee? Yeah, look, he's... Yeah, yeah. yeah. He is, uh, it looks like his right leg, yeah. Yeah. So, and a broken collarbone? <laughs> like, wow. Like, yeah. you really got to be driven. Um, yeah. Wow. That is just Man. awesome. Good good job, Jeff. <laughs> Dang. That's serious. That's, that's, yeah. All right. Uh, next up, Greg Spike. He's 75 year old, a 75-year-old ultra runner, Vietnam vet living with PTSD, has achieved 32 years of sobriety, and is strengthful and will to get out the door each day is tenacious. Just like his latest 100-mile finish in August, Greg will stop and with a big smile greet every runner, hiker, and dog on every single run. <clears throat> his motto when things are good is keep smiling, and when things are bad is sure is a nice day. Uh, either, either way, he keeps going and encourages others every step of the way of every race and run. He is humble, mm -hmm. kind, passionate, and positive. Uh, he's known by almost every trail runner in the Eugene area. He even saved a woman's life when he helped her jump from a burning building during a run in March. This guy is a hero, man. Like, like, you know, first of all, I'll say, uh, you know, kudos to any, anybody that, uh, has gotten sober, you know, and, yeah. and also, you know, our veterans with PTSD, uh, you know, kudos to those, to them, you know, for, for, uh, serving our country and, and, you know, dealing with it. Um, yeah. and then, you know, this guy, this guy is, 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 just gives me like aspirations, right? Like when I'm 75, yeah. I want I want to be able to go out and run a hundred miler when I'm 75. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be possible, but but it would be awesome. But uh, but no, kudos to Greg um, for everything that he's dealt with, and uh, and yeah, definitely definitely an awesome awesome guy from the sounds of it. All right, now we got to go to part three. Down, down to part three, yeah. Uh, as you get ready to read part three, when you get ready to see the first gentleman in part three, I want you to, before you look at his picture, I want you to kind of mentally picture the people that we run with, right? Like, think about the people who, uh, yeah, we, we don't really use but think about the people who crew you and I. Okay. So you All have right. like you have the same three people in mind that I probably have in mind, right? And kind of think about what their faces usually look like when you come into aid stations to see them, right? 
go ahead and take a look at my my first gentleman here. <laughs> Gene Richard Cherry. I mean, look at that smile, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, like seems like a fun guy. Like just yeah. super nice. Like, I bet he has never once yelled <laughs> and belittled his runner. Like you and I have probably been through with the right. people who crew and handle us. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, what a great dude. Like, like I yeah. love that dude just like looking at the picture. Like, that is a friendly cat, man. Yeah. Like, I love that. Very, dude. very authentic smile. He's, yeah. Yeah. You can just tell he's like, he's just super nice guy. Yeah. Um, incredible runner, always smiling, never gives up, positive spirit and smile are contagious on the trail. Uh, you meet Gene on on the trail in the in those moments when you want to give up, and Gene picks up, and his words lift all around to keep pushing on. He's an inspiration for our entire group and leads by example. Always the first to join in your success and helps motivate even when he doesn't know you. Uh, you can tell he's a, a person that cares about everyone and helps find the best in everyone. Yeah, I totally uh, I totally see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Just from his positive attitude in the picture, I mean, just yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, maybe we'll we'll run into him at a race someday. Someday that'd be super cool. Yeah. Uh, Goldstein Little Eagle is next most inspirational. My friend G is a hell of a runner and a community leader. He's a crusader for addiction recovery organizes multiple events in his surrounding area of Lame Deer, Montana to engage people of all ages to be active. He leads by example. Someday I hope to join him on his annual 20 plus mile run around Bear Butte Lake in South Dakota. Check his Instagram page. I'm sure you'll be impressed. Uh, that's, you know, another <clears throat> person fighting, uh, fighting addiction recovery mm -hmm. and, uh, and doing positive things with his life. You know, that's yep. great to see. Um, organizing multiple events, you know, that's that's great too. You know, we're talking about the corporatization of ultra running, but it's also nice to have the traditional, um, you know, smaller smaller community based events. And uh, you know, that's kind of how I came up in ultra running, and I know you did too, is with the community based yeah. events and. Uh, there's just definitely something special about them. So, so great job, G. Um, Salius Brachelius. I probably just butchered his name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good, on Good on you. Good on yeah. <laughs> um, Salius Saul. Okay, I guess Saul for short. I can do that. Yeah. Uh, Saul will randomly do things like a 300 mile loop around Puget Sound. 100 mile tire drags what barefoot marathon traverses across washington peaks he does it all without a car to show you don't need a car to go on an adventure he's run multiple long races work on himself and embraces his realities of autism has not let the stigmatization dictate his life okay so he's dealing with autism and sounds like he just does crazy epic adventures 300 mile loop around Puget Sound. Um, so definitely. It's, just, it's, a, it's pretty impressive. It's, it's insane. Yep. Absolutely. So 
so yeah, uh, a pretty strong field of uh, yeah inspirational runners, most inspirational runners, and just strong fields in all and for all the categories. So it'll be it'll be very interesting to see to see who ends up winning. I, I will say, I I hope I hope people take time to read all of the stories, right? And and don't just immediately go like I I, I love Sally I, I love I love Andrea, you know what I mean I, I hope time people don't like oh I know that name boom and vote for them, and like read some of the stories and some of the stuff that like why they are like inspirational people like there are, not to take anything away from those two folks but there are some people that's in there that are just like normal everyday people right not elites not super famous that are just doing insanely awesome shit uh so i hope i hope some of those folks get a lot of votes and some big recognition out of this uh there's some really good ones in there this year yeah no it's it's a cool it's a cool thing that ultra sign off has has put yeah. on the last last two years i think so yeah um yeah be uh be interesting to to uh, follow it and see what happens again voting closes on the fifth so all right well i think we're probably over again we but, are we are we are well over yeah but it was a fun fun discussion and uh and uh yeah i guess that's that's all i have for for this episode do you have anything else uh just uh uh, like like Farley had mentioned earlier, just know we do have an Instagram account. So if you've made it this far in, if it, you know, even if that's it, hey, even if you just scrolled to the end just to catch what we said, we do have an Instagram account. Uh, check it out. Go ahead and and follow us there. Um, we'll probably do more stories if we do anything else, just because there's not a ton of like cool shit to post. Uh, but we'll 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 put some stories, keep you track of everything there. Uh, like and subscribe to the channel. Let other people know about it. Uh, if YouTube is not your thing or, or if someone it's not someone else's thing, uh, we are on just about every single podcast platform you can think of. We're on iTunes. We're in Spotify. Um, so if, if, if there's a podcast platform out there, we're, we're more than likely on it. So if you don't want to sit and watch YouTube or if you can't have it in the background, throw us on a podcast. Go for a long run. Uh, you can listen to us going about this kind of shit for an hour and 10 minutes you can get like a nice little nice little run in while you listen to us yeah and if if we're not on a podcast platform that, that you use uh just let us know in the comments yep and uh we'll get we'll make sure it gets up on that platform um uh, but, but yeah if you're still with us thanks for thanks for tuning in <laughs> and uh, and uh we'll uh i'm gonna go ahead and take us out so Cool. Until All next right. time. See y'all later. All right.